0: But I'm gonna let Brian talk about it because he actually went on it three times. So he has probably different impression of the aqua dunk than I do. Brian, what say you?
1: Loved it. Loved everything about it. So fun. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel. Coming to you from our lovely concierge stateroom somewhere in the North Sea on our way to Allison. I think we're on our way to Allison. Sam is nodding her head. Yes, Allison is our first port stop. We're about 200 miles north of the Netherlands and 200 miles off the coast of Norway. So heading north to our first port stop of the trip. But let's back up and talk about the boarding process. Sam, how was boarding?
0: Boarding for us was super easy. Uh, We made a good call on pushing back our private transportation out of London from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. because we would have arrived at the port way too early. It's about an hour and 40 minutes from central London to the port of Dover, uh, assuming you're not in weekday traffic, which we were not. So we got to and we did stop at a rest stop on the way just for a quick potty break and uh, arrived at Dover. Uh, We got we were already past our port arrival time. And so we were able to get to I believe it was Terminal 2. We were the only cruise ship in port. We could see the ferry boats in at the other sort of ferry port area, kind of across the way. We could see the beautiful cliffs of Dover. Uh, we entered into the port right away, as I said, because our port arrival time had already been called. Uh, we went through, we, we had to show our clear to sail from Pernetics. We went through security. We went upstairs to a check-in area. Uh, checked in immediately. Got seated in the terminal, which was quite small. I would say it was surprisingly smaller than what I expected. It did not seem full. I don't know if it was that was just because they had spread out the port arrival times well, um, or because our sailing is not completely full, and or also because we're on one of the classic Disney ships. So there, you know, there's not going to be 4,000 people. So shortly after the family of the day boarded, we got to board and the boarding process was, I would say, quite easy. They announced our family name when we entered the atrium and we did see Mickey, Captain Mickey on the stairs. It was really nice.
1: Yeah, a couple other things about the boarding experience. So one is I do think that they were spreading people out. When we came up, there was a line of people waiting, uh, both to get luggage tags. So apparently the luggage tags had not made it to everyone. Uh, but also, it looked like they were having people line up for the next port arrival time outside the terminal. So we happened to be the 11 a.m. port arrival. So we got there right at or just a little bit after 11 so we could go right into the terminal and go through check-in. I agree with Sam. It was a small terminal, but we had a really lovely host in the concierge area who was just a bubbly personality and a lot of fun and trying to take care of everyone. And so I uh, thought she was a lovely, lovely host. Do You remember her name, Sam?
0: Her name was Mary.
1: Uh, so fabulous, fabulous host. Hashtag cast compliment from Mary at the Dover Port Terminal. Uh, she was great. And uh, yeah, boarded into the atrium, had the standard welcome from Disney Cruise Line announcing our family and Mickey was there to wave. And then I noticed that they were ushering everyone as they came in into Fathoms to have them set up their app. Uh, we've seen that before with concierge, but later in the boarding process, I noticed that folks were being walked into Fathoms to make sure that they had the app downloaded and that everything was working Sus- that might be because it seems like the ship has a lot of first time cruisers on board. And so I think they want to pay a little extra care and attention to make sure that those first time cruisers know about the app and have it installed and that it's working. And then we are off to our favorite event, the concierge sit down lunch. We have not yet been to Cabanas, but we will be uh, heading to Cabanas for breakfast at least once or twice this trip because of early port adventures that we have. But yeah, headed to our sit down lunch, which is the same menu as always across the fleet for the sit down lunch. It's the concierge sit-down lunch is unremarkable in that way. Other than that, it's in Lumiere's and it's private to concierge, but you can get the same menu at a sit-down lunch and have the same sit-down lunch experience. Uh, I don't know which restaurant yesterday was open for that, but uh, there will be another restaurant on board open for that. Probably Rapunzel's actually, because it's Tiana's on the other ships. So, um, so yeah, had our sit-down lunch and then uh, went to our stateroom. Concierge staterooms are ready by 1230. Most of the remaining staterooms are not ready until like, one or one thirty, uh, sometimes as late as two, but usually one or one thirty. Concierge family veranda stateroom is fabulous. Uh, as a reminder, the family veranda staterooms in the concierge space are really—they're no bigger uh, than the regular family veranda staterooms. They are just sort of decorated a little bit different, with lots more sort of wood and, and things like that. Of note, though, is that there are two TVs in our concierge family veranda stateroom. So there's a very large TV uh, at the foot of our bed, and then a smaller TV in the spot that you would normally find it. You know, a few little quirks here and there in the stateroom that we've noticed that, you know, welcome quirks in some ways. Like we don't require a card. We don't have to have a card to put into a slot to get the lights to function. They just turn on and off as normal. Yeah. And, you know, but lots of outlets, tons of storage, especially for two of us. We have more storage than we could possibly need uh, right now. And yeah, it's a lovely room.
0: One thing I'd also say another quirk is they have the old, I'll call them co- old coffee table. So the one that looks like a trunk that you, I don't think you have it on the- the Wonder and on the Fantasy and the Dream anymore. Um, and you certainly don't have it on the Wish, but it's this large trunk that has storage inside it. I, I actually really like it. It takes up more room in the living room sort of area where the couch is in your stateroom, but it func- it's functional and it's a bigger area if you're going to like have breakfast or lunch or something in your room it's actually really nice uh, to have that big coffee table. So I like it, but I'm pretty sure it's probably going away when the Magic dry docks this uh, this coming year. So yeah, room is quite nice. Of course, we have a split bathroom, just like on uh, the other ships. The tub shape is a little bit different than what we have on three of the ships. Um, so I'm uh, not really counting the wish, because those, those bathrooms are quite updated. But yeah, the bathroom's a little bit different. Um, Not in a bad way, just slightly different. I'm not sure they're going to change that when she dry docks. We'll have to sort of wait and see. Um, Some quirks about this ship, the Promenade Lounge uh, has not been updated. So it's in the same location as the French Quarter Lounge on the Wonder, um, but it definitely could use uh, some updates, some new theming. As far as spaces on the ship, of course, Rapunzel's table is incredibly well decorated, incredibly festive. It's obviously in the same location as Tiana's place on the Wonder. and uh, But it's, it's just a really nice experience. We did have our, our first night dinner there yesterday. We did attend the Sailor Wave party. At embarkation or at uh, when we left the port and that was fun. It's it was actually different than the one we saw on the wish. I'm not sure it's different than what's on the wonder, the fantasy and the dream. Uh, But it was it was, you know, Fun and festive and uh, a lot of dancing and singing.
1: Yeah, they had inflatable hands up on the deck, which I don't think I've seen before. It was really fun. Like basically up on the second story, there were like inflatable Mickey hands uh, at intervals along the balcony. And so uh, anyway, it was a fun it was a fun deck party. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We watched most of it. And then. Headed to the concierge lounge to sit on the sun deck for sail away and watch the white cliffs of Dover uh, fade into the distance as the ship uh, embarked on our Norway adventure. Uh, I think the only other comment I would make, since we are sailing concierge, and for any of you out there thinking about sailing concierge on the Magic, the concierge lounge is the smallest in the fleet. And so uh, I had heard that it was small, but until I saw it in person, I did not understand how small it truly is. And so uh, it is basically the size. Of maybe one and a half to two staterooms put together. I don't know, maybe larger than that, but not by not by a ton. There's like basically three sets of two chairs uh, in the back along some windows with a little coffee table. And then there's probably four to six tables inside the lounge. And then out on the sun deck, there's room for more. There's probably, I don't know, maybe 10 sets of chairs and tables out there, but it's a very, very small lounge. Uh, However, the size does not indicate the quality of the service up there. We've got some great concierge hosts on board.
0: We've got David, Kamisha, and
1: Alice and they're all fantastic, fantastic folks. Been super helpful. So we had dinner in Rapunzel's and got to experience the Tangled show for the first time. It was Rapunzel's birthday. I'll say we didn't have a great sight line to the show. It was just okay. So I didn't feel as into the show as I did in Tiana's or have felt in Tiana's place. Um, I also thought the menu was kind of just, it was all right. It was, it was okay food, but I didn't find anything like super special about it. Especially our next night in Rapunzel's, they did have like a dessert that was like birthday cake themed. And I thought that, was a real miss. Like, Why not have that on the menu for the night you're doing Rapunzel's birthday celebration? But fine. So we did uh, did have dinner in Rapunzel's. I thought it was okay. For me, Tiana's is still a better show and overall experience and the food is better. So I liked Tiana's best. Sam, what did you think of Rapunzel's?
0: I thought Rapunzel's Royal Table and the birthday celebration was fun. They did the snuggly duckling number. I have a dream. That was fun. But I agree that the we, we didn't have a great sight line. The pacing was a little bit off with dinner. So the waiters kept sort of walking back and forth through to the tables while the show was going on. It wasn't quite as well paced as what they do in Arendelle on The Wish or in Tiana's on The Wonder. Um, but it was fun. I didn't love the menu, but I didn't dislike the menu. I actually, we had the, I think it's the thug menu that we had first. And then we had the lantern menu last night. So I... I will talk more about the lantern menu, uh, but the thug menu we had was not my favorite of rotational dining menus.
1: Anyway, i uh, been having a great sailing so far. We're only on day two of the sailing and uh, we will be back to recap day two and beyond as we go. But just want to pause it there and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right, we're back and we have a ton of ground to cover. My gosh, it has been an amazing four days, I think, since we last chatted. We had our sea day. We had our stop in Olesund. We had our stop in North and we had our stop in Eidefjord. And uh, actually, we're in the midst of our stop in Eidefjord. We're sitting outside of Burger Ugg Brews. uh, So uh, burgers and beers and uh, and got a nice beer in front of me. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, Waiting on our burgers and Sam's drinking an orange Fanta Uh, but we're sitting in Idafjord uh, right now we just got back from our tour having a little lunch Uh, the ship will not depart here until 8pm so we got tons of time on our hands we're going to walk around the town and uh, try and also hike out a little trail that might give us some good views of the port and the ship so uh, hoping the cloud cover might clear up a little bit for us so we can get some nice pictures but if not we'll get what we get but let's back all the way up to our sea day so start our sea day with uh, some time in the spa uh, early in the morning it was a rough morning for me because My body, I don't think, is still adjusted to the nine hour time difference that we're on. We did move forward another hour on the ship after leaving Dover, which uh, has also been tough. But yeah, Sam had a massage, which I'll let her talk about. I had my favorite treatment, the men's shave and facial. Uh, It was not as good as I've had in the past, but um, still a nice treatment. The cast member I had or the salon member I had doing the treatment was newer. Uh, She'd only been with Disney for two weeks and wasn't the best one that I've had on board the ship, uh, but did enjoy it. Sam, how was your massage?
0: My massage was incredible. I had a masseuse named Catherine, who was fantastic. I loved it. It was hot stone massage. That's always my favorite treatment. Uh, it was a 50 minute massage. Fantastic. After our spa treatments, we both headed back to the room to get showered and change. And then, of course, grab a coffee since we had gotten up early for those spa appointments because we had Palo brunch. So there was no breakfast that day because we had Palo brunch at 11 a.m. Uh, always a treat. It was the standard Palo brunch, not any different than on the other ships, except obviously the wishes is slightly different. So it's the price fixed $45 meal with everything included. And you can order as much as you want. We decided to switch it up a little bit. And we both actually ordered eggs before we ordered our Italian food. So I had a ham and cheese frittata. Brian had an eggs Florentine. And then we each actually also switched it up for our brunch dishes. I had the lasagna, which is usually the one that Brian gets. And Brian had the veal salt and boca, which he enjoyed very much. So we both really enjoyed our brunch. We had some, you know, of course, pastries there as well. Uh, We were a little bit, uh, the seas were a little bit rough that day, so we both opted for orange juice rather than Prosecco or a mimosa.
1: I was eyeing the Palo Bloody Mary, to be honest, but I think I'm going to grab that, hopefully at our brunch on the last sea day. We've got a big crew going to brunch on the last sea day. We're up to 10 people in a private dining room, and we have made a special request for Palo Sticky Buns. We're hoping they'll fulfill, so it will be a heck of a last day brunch for us uh, on board if it happens. After brunch, Sam hit up the Art of the Theme Show tour and I had a beer tasting. Uh, I'll talk about my beer tasting really fast. It was uh, it was okay. So interesting fact, uh, the ship when it arrived in Dover was out of beer. The bartender actually mentioned that they were running out of draft beer on the last cruise. They ran out of draft beer that the passengers on board apparently drank more beer than they had anticipated. And so they ran out of kegs, uh, draft beer on board. They did restock last minute in Dover, but the kegs were not cold. And so the draft beer situation on Board has been a less than ideal uh, for this sailing due to the uh, to this lack of restocking. Uh, and so the beer tasting I did was actually with bottled beers that they were pouring into glasses. So, you know, had some decent beers. They did have a one kind of craft, uh, actually, it was two craft beers from Italy from the same producer, but. Or the the same brewer, uh, but just different styles of beer, and so yeah, we had a Guinness in there. Uh, not no pilsners. We did have an IPA though, so it was good. I you know I think I said on our recent show about beverage tastings that uh, you know the. Urban culture is a little pretentious for me. The beer culture is the same way. Although I did sit at a table with two guys who were fun to chat with and we had a good time. So it was good. I think it was a one and done for me on the beer tasting. I'm looking forward to mixology later in the cruise. But Sam, how was the Art of the Theme Show Tour? I like to call it the Art of the Theme ship Tour. I don't know why they don't call it that, but the Art of the Theme Show Tour.
0: So I did the Art of the Theme Show Tour, which had a meeting place of Paulo and there were way too many people who showed up for this tour. So this is an adults only tour and it's about the theming of the ship and they sort of talk to you about why certain details were chosen for the ship. For example, the color of the the ship's hull, the color of the uh, lifeboats, things like that. It's different every time you go on that tour and different on every ship, of course. Uh, it was really interesting. However, the ship was moving quite a lot and we were standing in place a lot. So my legs got a really good workout while doing this tour. Um, we did learn some interesting facts about the artwork and how it was chosen, the fact that they there were more than a hundred carpets or a hundred different types of carpet on board uh the Disney Magic. But yeah, it was really fun. It was about an hour long. We started late, so it went over, but we were it was about an hour long tour that pretty much ended in the atrium.
1: You know, we forgot to mention, we did hit up the stores on our embarkation day. They opened up around six and we hit them up because I needed to pick up my ship model to complete my collection. And so got that. Spoiler alert, I guess, and really irrelevant to anyone out there listening, because this is the last cruise (laughs) they're going to be doing to Norway on the magic this season. No Norway specific merchandise on board. And we've heard actually another spoiler alert. We're going to have potentially a guest on the show coming up who's been on the ship since May. Uh, Looking forward to talking to him, hopefully here later in the cruise. But uh, he said that they've had like no European based merch at all. So no special merch on the ship this season. Hoping it makes its comeback soon. We are also sailing with uh, several folks that we want to give a shout out to. So Haley and Drew, who've been on the podcast a couple times now, uh, are on board with us along with uh, Haley's parents. And so looking forward to hopefully getting a snippet from them uh, to include later in the show about the experience. Uh, And we also are sailing with uh, Chris, who's been on the show a couple times, uh, and his husband, Sam. And so we've been eating dinner with them at night. So if you were ever on board a ship with us and And uh, you want to meet up. We love meeting up with folks. We love having dinner with folks and meeting listeners on board. So that's been a fantastic addition to our cruise. That night, we were in Lumiere's for dinner and standard Lumiere's menu that you see across the fleet, the S Cargo They did have a couple of new things on the menu that we haven't seen before. And I don't know if these are being introduced fleet-wide or just on board the Magic, but they had a fried pierogi appetizer. It was pretty good. Uh, It was not the standout of the evening. Still preferred the escargot. Uh, But they did have a new main dish that was was a cross between pierogi and gnocchi. Uh, It was in a pine nut cream sauce. So don't get it if you're allergic to nuts, but it was pretty good. We had one of those for the table and just kind of picked at it and shared it. And it was actually really, really good. Otherwise, we got pretty much our standard Lumiere's or its equivalent on board the other ship's dishes. And it was good. I will say the serving staff on our ship, um, the first night, not not the greatest. I didn't feel like we had a connection. It felt like they were just coming over, taking orders and moving along. But Sam and I ate by ourselves in Lumiere's on the second night because our dining companions had dinner in Palo. And I felt like we got a better connection with our server. And that has carried through a bit to the other restaurants. So uh, that has been great. So that wraps up our sea day. We called it a night early. We didn't get a lot of great sleep for a few nights. And so we just wanted to turn in and get some good sleep and good rest in advance of our stop in Olssund, And so next day, we stopped in Olesund. It's a beautiful sail into Olssund. It's gotten even more and more beautiful as we've sailed into the other fjords. Uh, but we did dock right in the heart of Olssund. The ship pulled up. You could walk off and start walking through the little downtown area. Uh, Olesund is a small town by any standards, but a lovely town. So we had an excursion planned in Olssund. We did an adults-only city highlights tour, essentially, or Olssund highlights tour. We got on a bus right at the port and drove probably, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to a museum. And I guess I should say before the 10 minute drive to the museum, we kind of wandered through the city streets a little bit and had some sites around town pointed out to us and then drove out to this museum. The museum is interesting. It's actually an outdoor museum of different buildings and structures that were donated from villages across Norway. And so what you're seeing are like old, like really old, like 1200s old, like fishing shacks and things of that nature that you could actually walk in Uh, there were houses that you could explore and things like that so it was a it was a fun little tour. I'm not sure that I would pick that one again. I think I would have preferred to have just gotten off the ship and wandered around Olesund a little bit. I think there was a lot that you could see in and around the downtown area. The real highlight of the tour is that they take you up to the top of this hill, that you can walk from the port up to the top of the hill. It's like 418 steps, I believe, or something on those lines. Um, and actually, Chris and Sam, who are on the cruise with us, walked up. Our bus dropped us off at the top there, and we opted to walk back down, but fabulous views of the city and the port. Uh, We've got a picture up all over the place of uh, the ship that we took docked in Olasend and it's just a gorgeous view. So, if you're going to Olsen, highly recommend walking up to the top to see that observation area, but really cute town, lots of fun parks. Uh, Norway is known for outdoor apparel. So lots of stores in town selling puffy jackets and Helly Hansen gear and snow pants and hiking boots and that sort of thing. We learned on our tour today that, uh, first dates in Norway are not to the movies and for dinner because everything is so expensive here. They usually involve the man asking the girl out for a hike. Uh, I think that would not work in the U S because the woman would probably be like, why are you wandering out into the middle of the woods? Uh, but that's what they do here. So very outdoor country. Uh, they love the outdoors. They love winter sports and hiking and camping and all that sort of stuff. So lots of that stuff here for souvenirs. But fun town to walk around. Sam, what did you think of Olisund?
0: It was so picturesque. Um, it was just this cute little town. I wouldn't even call it a city. We stopped at a bookstore. We stopped at two cafes. We, we stopped and got some cookies. It was just Adorable. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great port stop. Now, our ship had been to Olasun before, so they kind of knew what to expect. I will say we had gorgeous weather it could not have been better for the overlook that we you know were able to take pictures from it was just incredible so really great day in Olisland so when we got back to the ship after realizing it was a pretty nice day and probably the warmest day we were going to have we decided to get changed into our swimsuits and try out the aqua dunk the aqua dunk is exclusive to the Disney magic it is a ridiculous water slide where you're in a tube and you get dropped. It's kind of terrifying. I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's much more intense than the aqua duck or the aqua mouse that you'll find on the other ships. I was not a big fan. It was also kind of cold when you got out because you were wet and the air was cold, even though the water was warm. But I'm going to let Brian talk about it because he actually went on it three times. So <laughs> he has probably different impression of the aqua dunk than I do. Brian, what say you?
1: Loved it. Loved everything about it. So fun. I think the only thing I didn't like is... My God, it's a workout to get up to the top of the stairs to go down the thing. But yeah, did it three times. Had a lot of fun. Would love to do it again. But the weather is pretty chilly. So I'll have to save it maybe for our New Orleans cruise in February when we're down in probably... I think we're headed to Mexico on that cruise. So weather should be much warmer and I will definitely ride it again then and have some fun. I will say the nice thing on board is that the pools are heated. So when we got out of the aqua dunk, we could head to the pool and it was like 75 degrees, which was perfect because the hot tubs are pretty full right now. But the 75 degree pool was perfect to just swim around in. Still annoyed you can't have a drink anywhere near the pool. Uh, So we watched a bartender sell a couple who was in the pool swimming and enjoying the warm water sell them on a drink and then they figured out they had to get out of the pool to drink the drink and they were kind of not happy about it and I agree I wish Disney would get some like sippy cups or something uh, some sort of solution where you could have a drink near the pool because on all the other ships that I can think of you can have a drink pretty well near the pool and enjoy it so I think they need to find a way to accommodate that on these magic class ships. After we finished up the Aquedunk, we did hit up some uh, some trivia, some, I think it was, was it TV Tunes trivia that we did? Or no, it was movie quotes. It was movie quotes trivia. We did, I would say, okay, I'd give us a B B+. We did not win. Um, Haley and Drew and their parents did a trivia earlier in the day. They are team Let's Get Quizzical, and they killed it on Ultimate Disney Trivia, which is not for the casual Disney fans. So a shout out to them because that is amazing. Sam also hit up the show ahead of dinner and so wanted to give her a chance to talk about the Broadway shows. We did get a listener who wrote in who wanted my opinion on the Broadway shows. I think I'll reserve that toward the end. But Sam, what did you think of the show on Night 2?
0: So the show on Night 2 was Twice Charmed, which is a twist on the traditional Cinderella story. Cinderella is not really the star of this story. I would say Prince Charming actually has a bigger role, but it's the stepmothers and the stepsisters and a a evil fairy god father who actually makes an appearance and is probably the the star, I would say, of this show. I thought it was good. I give it like a solid B. I think it's better than most of the variety, I'll call them variety shows, but the shows where they string together a bunch of Disney numbers, I thought it was better than that. And I thought there were some good musical numbers, but it was not my favorite show that I've ever seen on board a Disney cruise ship. So It gets a B for me. I would definitely see it again, but it's not the one that I must go and see every single time. We did get free popcorn and early entry into the theater. So we did get to sit up close to get the best view in the house. And that, But that was because we're sailing concierge. And so there is a new benefit. I believe it's fleet wide now. It started as a, I'll call it a trial period. And it seems like it's probably here to stay now. But if you're sailing concierge, you can get early entry into the theater, but you do have to show up about a half hour before show time to do it. And it's usually at the pub or one of the venues that's sort of close to the Walt Disney Theater because they take you in a back entrance. So that was pretty cool.
1: Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I had a chance to meet several of the agents from My Path Unwinding Travel on a recent cruise we did out of New Orleans in February, our first time sailing concierge. And let me tell you, those agents were so nice, so welcoming and so knowledgeable to us. They answered all of our questions about concierge, even though we had not booked our vacation through them. We have since joined several of their fabulous Facebook groups where we've learned more about concierge and had even more questions answered. And let me tell you, they're just so Responsive, so knowledgeable, so welcoming, such a positive energy in this community that we were so excited to welcome them on as our new show sponsor. So, if you are interested in booking your next fabulous Disney cruise line vacation, you've been curious about concierge, you've been eyeing and adventures by Disney, you've been wanting to explore an all inclusive vacation or some new destination that maybe Disney doesn't go to, let me tell you, Karen and her agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel are the people to talk to. And remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent to book your travel, they get paid at the time you travel. And so you are leaving this great knowledge and expertise on the table if you're not using a travel agent to book your next fantastic vacation. So head on over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo. So they know we sent you and we know you'll have an amazing experience with Karen and the entire team over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks My Path Unwinding Travel for sponsoring the show. And now back to our episode. Yeah, I will see the first night show, just for my opinion, or the night two show, I suppose. Uh, just okay, in my book. Uh, wasn't really wowed by it. When we get to Tangled, happy to talk about that. I think Sam probably has a different opinion of it than I do. <laughs> um,
0: so on Ola Sun Night, we actually skipped main dining. So we skipped the animators palette uh, show. So we did not get to see animation magic in animators which I would tell first time cruisers you don't want to miss. But for us, we've seen that show multiple times on multiple ships and it's not really any different on the Disney magic from what I understand. So we decided to make that night Apollo dinner night. We had uh, that we actually kind of split the way that we did split ordering, meaning I ordered off of the price fix menu and Brian ordered off the a la carte menu. And then we basically shared a bunch of stuff. So we started with the uh, calamari and the buffalo mozzarella and tomato caprese. We shared a salad and then we shared a pasta, which was a ravioli. It was not, not a ravioli, an agnolotti. It was a butternut squash Kind of like a ravioli, and then Brian had the osso buco, and I had the beef tenderloin. His osso buco was ginormous, I must say. And then we ended the dinner with the Apollo chocolate souffle, a classic. So that was a, a really nice night.
1: One thing we forgot to mention that I just wanted to highlight is we we did take the route of bringing some wine with us on board. Uh, we've got a wine locker back in Seattle, and we had a huge amount of wine that we haven't really drank, and it's getting quite old. And so we wanted to open up some bottles and just see how they were doing. So we did bring some wine with us in our checked luggage over to London. You can't bring it in your checked luggage onto the ship. You have to have it in your hand carry luggage. You're allowed. Two bottles per person per port. So actually, as you drink through your wine on the ship and you get off in port, you can bring on more wine with you. But we just brought the four bottles and we have not been restocking. I wanted to highlight a lot of people bring it on and just have it open in their stateroom and pour it into glasses and drink it around the ship, that sort of thing. Uh, We actually have brought it to dinner. Uh, They have a corkage fee that they'll charge at dinner. Although I don't think we were charged the corkage in main dining. I wouldn't count on that being true in all cases, uh, but we didn't get a slip or anything to sign in main dining for... our wine that we opened. In Palo, we were charged a corkage. It was like $28, but we figured we can't get a bottle of wine off the Palo menu for $28. So it was not a big deal for us to have them open it. So if you want to bring some wine with you on board, you do have the option to bring it to the dining room, but they will charge you a corkage. Although they will also decant it for you and pour it at the table for you. So, you know, it's basically like you got the wine from them. So just an option for folks out there who might want to bring some uh, nice wine on board with them and drink it at dinner. So that brings us to the close of our day. We did hit up 80s music trivia along with... Drew, Haley, and their family on board in Fathoms is an adult activity. We did not do so great. <laughs> we also... Actually, no, we did well. We, we only missed three, but someone had a perfect score, and that's not surprising in a venue of that size. It's pretty full with adults, uh, so had a great time there. And we also caught... I think that was Majority Rules night? No, not Majority Rules. It was Pop. Uh, we, we played the game show Pop. I'm struggling to remember exactly how it was played. Oh, this is the game show that we had on a prior cruise that we did not really enjoy, where they have kind of a... Core question board where you have to turn cards over on the board, get a category, answer the question correctly. And if you do, you get a shot to turn another card over on the board and the two cards have to match in terms of category for you to get the second question. And it usually devolves into one team just running the board over time. So it's like memory combined with trivia. And uh, thankfully, uh, we didn't have a run the board situation that evening. And so we ended up tying. The two teams ended up tying. So it's a fun evening overall. We called it a night after after that. And the next morning, we were up at a reasonable hour because we were sailing into Nordfjordide, which is the first time the Magic and actually Disney Cruise Line have sailed into Nordfjordide. They're using this cruise as a test cruise with passengers to try out both Nordfjordid and Eidfjord, where we are today. And I would say Nordfjordide was spectacular. It was a nice little port, much smaller than Olesund uh, by far. Eidfjord today is the smallest port with only 900 people, which reminds me, we should make mention quickly of capacity on board. We're at approximately or a little over 1,800 people on board the ship. So not full. Uh, you can feel that on board. Passageways are largely empty. Dining rooms clearly have seats available in them. So only 1,800 on board, which is really nice for Sam. And I think we're feeling much better about being on a ship that is not packed to the gills uh, at this moment in time. But nice uh, capacity. So back to Nordfjord. I did want to say that if you are sailing the fjords, it's important to get up early. So the ships dock later because it takes time for them to sail out of one fjord and into another. They actually have to pick up a pilot at the outset of the fjord to sail them through, and there are maximum speed limits in and out of the fjords. So it takes them a while to sail down the fjords to get to these port stops, and so lots of great scenery if you're up early. Unfortunately, we have not been <laughs> early risers on this cruise, so we've missed a couple things. Uh, there was a nice bridge we sailed under, for instance, today coming into Eidfjord that we completely missed, but have gotten some good pictures and other things from our balcony, and it's great scenery going by. Nice thing is you get it going both ways. I'll also call out for port stops. You get some variable port arrival times. So Olesund, I think we got in around 10 o'clock or 10.45 in the morning was our on-time arrival because it took a long time for us to sail from Dover that far north to get to port. From Olasund to Nordfjord died. I think we got in closer to like 9.30 to port so a little bit of a more normal day there uh, but today even though Nordfjord and Eidfjord are not that far apart as the crow flies uh, it took us from departure last night at 4.30, I think was when we left. It was all aboard at 4 and we left at 4.30. We did not get into Eidfjord until about 10.45 this morning. And then we will not leave Eidfjord this evening until 8 p.m. So we're here rather late in the day. There's some excursions that are taking some time to get people to and from and last quite a while. Just be prepared for that. It's a different kind of port experience and perhaps what you would be used to in the Caribbean, more akin to what you might find in Alaska. Uh, So anyway, Nord fjord was fabulous. We had a helicopter excursion. The ship pulls right up to the port. There's actually a floating dock that extends out uh, so that the cruise ship can sit safely a little bit further from shore, but uh, the passengers can disembark without having to tender. Uh, we drove maybe 15 minutes to meet our helicopter, which was landing in and out of a dirt path or a stretch of, stretch of land. Uh, picked up our helicopter. There were six of us on board the helicopter plus the pilot, so seven total. Uh, it was two in the front, uh, the pilot, and then four of us in the back. Uh, I would say views out of the helicopter were good from everywhere. But if you're looking to take photos and videos, you might think the front seat is great, but the bubble on the front seat creates a lot of reflection in the photos and the videos. So better to be in the back on either side near the doors. The pilot does a lot of banking to show sights. So you you get good views and things of that nature. So fabulous, fabulous helicopter. It was only half an hour. It is very expensive, but we think well worth the cost. We got some great photos, some great videos, saw some great sights. Pilot flew us right over the ship. Up and banked so that we could get some some fun pictures of the ship at port. And then afterwards, we decided to walk around town. Um, one note on the Nordfjordide eyed shore excursion we did, we were originally booked to do it at 9.30. And at the last minute, like the day before, they rebooked us over to 11 something. And then there was a 20-minute delay from there. So look, just pack your patience pants on these cruises. Uh, I understand there were some issues with supplier in terms of having the right pilot available who had enough hours for passenger flight and so i'm sure they'll work out those kinks in future when they return uh, but just you know just pack your patients pay for these excursions if you can get the early helicopter tour though you can back end it with another tour if you want so sam and chris for instance did the helicopter tour and then also did uh, an excursion that took them out of town and i think up to an overlook if i recall correctly and so they had a great day with back-to-back excursions uh, so that's an option as well we chose to just walk around. Nordfjord died. It was a cute little town. We ended up putting our feet in the Norwegian Sea. Uh, it was very cold. There were some people who were choosing to swim in it, uh, wandered down to a local cafe called Magnifique and had a, had a nice lunch and uh, some drinks and then walked over to the Norwegian Sea. There's a small mall in the middle of town that you can wander through. We have like a Target almost and things like that. So if you need anything or forgot anything, you can find it there. Uh, and also just some local Norwegian style stores. Uh, we also walked down the main strip of town. And if you go, I'll give you this tip. If you go one street over from the street that the port is on, there's a nice little street there with lots of little local shops and cafes that we wandered through, which were great. And we found a vintage store just around the corner from the port where we were able to buy some real Norwegian pewter, but like from the 1960s. And they had a lot of, they had records, they had clothing, they had lots of little trinkets and things, but it was clearly kind of a vintage secondhand shop, which I thought was just a really Cool thing to to look through. So great day in Nordfjordide. And uh, yeah, Sam, did you have anything that we didn't talk about in Nordfjordide that you wanted to chat about?
0: I just thought the vintage store was really cute. Apparently, they used to make pewter here in Norway. Now it all comes from China. But if you get vintage stuff from a You know, a secondhand store, you can find stuff that was made right here in Norway. So that was pretty cool. When we got back to the ship, we got ourselves a a little snack, got changed for the show and dinner. The show last night was Tangled. So I will talk about the show since Brian is not the show person. I loved... Tangled. I thought it was fabulous. Now, there were a couple of moments that were cheesy because that's always going to happen in a Disney stage show. I will say I didn't think Rapunzel was the strongest in the cast. You usually expect Rapunzel to be the strongest, Um, but I will say that Mother Gothel was a May Zing. She just stole the show completely. Flynn Rider was also excellent. It was really fun. It was cute. It was entertaining. And they still kept it to me an hour, an hour and a 10 minute show. I I don't know how they do it. These DCL stage shows, the way they can pack the story in that quickly is, is just amazing to me.
1: Well, I just want to follow up Sam's review of Tangled with my own thoughts on the show. I'm just, look, I'm not a Broadway show fan. I thought Tangled was okay. I know not easy for them to do a Pascal-like character, but I kind of miss not having that that character in the show. Uh, I thought the way that they did Maximus was really, really nice. I don't want to spoil that for everyone, but I thought that the way that they did Maximus was really kind of cool. Otherwise, you know, I just thought it was okay. Like, I'm, I'm sort of like, the movie is really good. And so seeing it on stage really kind of in a condensed format, just doesn't really do it for me i think someone asked you know well if you're not going to the shows what are you doing i enjoy sitting at the bar people watching and having a drink so i'm a pretty simple person when it comes to cruising you know, I enjoy a pub trivia here and there, but you know, most often I'm just found sitting by the pool, relaxing or having a drink someplace. Especially now with the podcast, I like there are times I just need a couple of hours to get something done for the show. And so, you know, Sam will go to the show in the theater, and I will, you know, hang back and just do some work on my laptop or something. So I'm pretty simple when it comes to cruising. I don't need a full day of experiences and activities. So uh, I thought tangled was it's good. It's just not my thing. So that's my review of that.
0: So following the Tangled show, we went to dinner again at Rapunzel's Royal Table. This time we had the, I'll call it the lantern show and the lantern menu. Uh, This menu was, I think, a lot better than the thug-themed menu, and we had some really good appetizers. There was some kind of uh, fried crispy shrimp appetizer, uh, a ravioli appetizer, and a charcuterie board that Brian and I shared all three for the appetizers. And then I ordered the tangled pasta, which is pasta with, I want to say, like a pesto kind of a sauce and scallops, seared scallops, and everything was cooked Perfectly. Like it was really, really fantastic. Brian had a, it was like the Flynn Rider pork platter, I want to say, and it was like three or four different ways of pork being served. I will let him talk about that before we come back to me for dessert.
1: I thought the Flynn Rider platter was pretty good. I mean, it's not a huge portion of stuff because none of the DCL mains dining portions are huge, but I thought it was pretty good. It had some sausage to it. It had some ham that was like, okay, I didn't really like that as much. And then there was another meat that I'm not sure I could tell you what it was, but it was pretty good. And it came with some pickled cabbage and some other things. So look, it was a good meal. I think it's a popular dish in the dining room for that evening. Um, So it was good. I would get it again. And, you know, I would, hesitate to order it. And then we had dessert. Um, Sam got the fry pan bread. I tried the birthday cake Sunday, which to go back to something I said earlier in the show, why is that Sunday not on the menu when we're seeing Rapunzel's birthday show? Um, but I had the birthday cake Sunday. Our friends who were dining with, one of them got a dessert that I really, really wanted, the name of which is now escaping me. Braided apple strudel, I think it was. And it looked really good. And he said it was quite delicious. So I'll let Sam talk about her fry pan bread.
0: So I did taste Sam's apple strudel and it was quite delicious. But I had the Fry pan bread, which was I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a waffle in a pan with maybe like some sauce, like chocolate sauce, and then some vanilla ice cream. But it was served in this plate that looked like the frying pan that Rapunzel carries around in the movie that she uses to hit Flynn Rider over the head with. So it was super cute. But honestly, the the show this night was really the star in the main in main dining, the, meaning the lantern ceremony where. There were some singing performances and there was also just this moment where pretend to light the lanterns like they do in the movie. And then some of the wait staff came around with these lanterns on stick kind of like they parade in Tiana's for Mardi Gras night, but obviously a much more serene and solemn type ceremony. It was very beautiful, really nice. Um, I I really enjoyed that. I would say that was as good as being in Tiana's where I would would not have said that for the uh, Rapunzel's birthday party night. So really enjoyed that. So following dinner, we headed back to Fathoms where they had adult activities going on. We made it to the tail end of the game majority rules, which is where they ask, people they ask teams to vote on the favorites like favorite movie least favorite movie and you're supposed to answer in a way that gives not just what you think your favorite is but what you think the majority of teams playing I uh, will say it is. Now we did not win, but I I will say Let It Go came in second place for best song, but then came in first place for worst song. So that was kind of hilarious. And then following majority rules was a fan favorite match your mate, where they choose three couples. It's like the newlywed game. If you haven't heard us talk about this before, it's just hilarious. They ask people where they first discovered the magic and then you hear some really interesting funny stories newlywed couple number 1 was hilarious and was one of the uh one half of the couple was willing to share A lot of detail. So it was really, really fun. They ended up winning. Uh, The older couple came in second place, but it was really nice because couple number one actually handed the prize over to couple number three at the end of the show, uh, despite the fact that they had won themselves. So it was really a touching moment. We headed to bed. Right after that, because we knew we were going to be in the beautiful port of Eidfjord this morning, which is where we are right now.
1: All right. So we're going to pause it there and we'll come back to talk more about Eidfjord and our last port, Stavanger. And we still have one sea day ahead of us as well uh, a little bit later in the cruise. And uh, we'll see you real soon. Right. We had so much material out of our Norway cruise. We had to break it up into two parts. We haven't even gotten into the London aspects of our trip, which is going to be a separate bonus show. But you are going to want to hear part two of this trip report because we've got some fabulous guests joining us that we recorded with at Palo Brunch, as well as a vlogger, Gary Bembridge, who was on the sailing with us as his first Disney cruise as a solo adult cruiser. And so lots of great stuff coming. So be sure to watch out for the next episode that's coming up here in a couple days. With that, I do have another five-star review that I want to read on the air this week. This one comes from Kate. DeGore23, which I believe to potentially be Kaylee Degorsey out there. So thank you, Kaylee, if this is you. The review is titled, Always Informative, Always Fun. The best place to find elevated Disney Cruise Line content, whether you are a new or experienced cruiser, whether you sail in an inside stateroom or a royal suite. Also a great place to learn about other cruise lines and even other vacation experiences, both Disney and non-Disney. Brian and Sam are down-to-earth, straightforward and honest, and a whole lot of fun. Highly recommend. Thank you for that review. We try to keep it real here on this podcast and offer our honest opinions. So appreciate that feedback and uh, we are just going to keep making this show as long as people keep listening. So with that, I just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Head over to www.dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us, our YouTube channel, our blog, so many other things. We've got so much great content out there, including all the episodes of our podcast. So head over there to dclduo.com to check it out. You can also check Check out our Etsy store. Remember the profits from any sales of goods that we make from this show beyond what it takes to run and operate and all the expenses around the show. We donate to charity and our charity this year is the University of Washington's Autism Foundation, given our son is a special needs kiddo. So head over there, DCLDuo.com. Check it out. So three big ways you can help this show. First, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit those five stars. And if you leave us a five-star written review, we will include it among ones we read at the end of our episodes each and every week. So head over there, leave us one of those reviews. We love connecting with our listeners and hearing your feedback. You can also help support the show by browsing to patreon.com slash Duo and choosing from one of our monthly support tiers. We really, really appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to make our show happen each and every month. Or you can head over to mypathunwinding.com slash Duo to book your next fabulous vacation, Disney or otherwise. Just use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. If you'd like to reach out to us with a question or be a guest on the show, you can email us at dclduo at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on social media at DCL Duo or you can join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. You can also connect with our show by calling our voicemail line. That's right, we have a voicemail line where you can leave us messages, comments, questions, we will include them in the show and respond to them on the air. The voicemail number is 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. We've got a couple of voicemails in the queue, but yours could be next. So head over there and leave us a voicemail. The DCL Dual Podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney Family of Theme Park. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast, so in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night.